I'm not just any geek off the street. Um, <laughs> any I'm old just, geek off the street. Yeah, they're like, comfy booster. I'm here for my booster. Stick it in me. <laughs> now, you so can pull that, that, for that. pull that audio of stick it in me. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be doing. Hilarious, yeah. right. So have you had a think about names? Uh, what, for a child? <laughs> yes, for our unborn. Uh, I've always liked the name Abigail. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you want yeah. another, another child. Um, I'm not having another child, absolutely not. Um, uh, our brainchild uh, podcast. I don't know. What, what's sticking in your head out of all the many ones that I just cheekily suggested? I kind of like... I have a look. Whoa, calm it, down. It's a um, it's a shame that we're not still a black. Otherwise, I could have reprise for reprise. Reprise for reprise. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I don't know why that was in my head before. I was like reprise, reprise. <laughs> what? Why are we not called reprise, reprise? That's incredible. It's good, but. I'm, I'm happy with reprise, reprise. I'm happy with reprise, reprise. It, I like pod, podcasticals. Yeah. But, <laughs> that, but that sounds more. like two men talking about the bollocks. Yeah. I also like Fox in a Box, but you know why I like Fox in a Box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aria Shmaria. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Not this again, a reprise podcast. Uh, reprise. Where's Batman in this musical? <laughs> I, I really don't know what goes on in my head. And neither just, do I. I've got a signed picture of Jim Carrey there. I was like, oh, Riddler. Where's Batman in his podcast? <laughs> Where's Batman in his podcast? Um, yeah, I think working title, Reprise, Reprise. I'm loving it. I, I, I'm good with Reprise, Reprise. It's a shame we've not got anyone scouse on here. <laughs> I know. I'm sure we could get, sure we could get Ash to do with... A dodgy, a dodgy act. Well, we could actually just ask George. He is, yeah, yeah. He is a scout. No, just no get, point asking Ash. And just get George to do our intro, to do our theme song. I will happily go with reprise, 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 please. reprise. We'll get um George to do the theme tune. <laughs> of just him going reprise, reprise. I don't know why that was in my head. I love it. These are the things that go on in in this brain of mine. I know. I was thinking the other day that maybe because hopefully people will hear this that don't know us. Yes. Maybe we should tell them how we know each other. <laughs> oh, I had a look the other day. There is a preamble and there's a postamble, but there's no amble. Well, amble is like when you go for Walking. a walk. Yeah. yeah, it's like an amble. I'm going. I'm going ambling. So why would you preamble and postamble if you're not walking? Well, what is a preamble? And a postamble if you're not if you are walking. Yeah, uh, we'll have a walk. <laughs> we'll have a walk to there, but then we'll do the serious walk. Then we'll proper am- amble it on. Well, we will amble all over that place. <laughs> amble all over the world. See, <laughs> Mr. Trick there, didn't they? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Right. So, have we watched the film? 
that we were meant to watch. I know I have because I cried. Uh, Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. I've seen it. Clay's going. Uh, yes, I have seen Moulin Rouge. Have you watched Mou- Moulin Rouge or Moulin Rouge? Uh, Which one did you watch? <laughs> when I sent you that the other day, I was like, I need to see Moulin Rouge. <laughs> that, that's just going to be weird. But so, no, I've seen the 2001 film Moulin Rouge. 2001, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Directed by Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann in his, um, what was it called? Something trilogy. Stage tr- Oh, I don't know. The Light Trilogy something. I noticed it the other day. The prequels, the sequel. Oh no, that's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, because you've got um, you've got Strictly Ballroom, Roman Juliet, and Moulin Rouge. So he did he did call them a trilogy, but I can't remember what. The is trilogy. that a trilogy? Or is that think, three films he, that you made? I think he Red Curtain trilogy. I think he packaged them as a trilogy because they all had similar styles. Right, but. You can say that about a lot of films by the same director. Hey, look, I'm not Baz Luhrmann. I know you're not. You're not He's... the owner of a UK number one single in the 90s. I'm really not. Wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why I did the Red, the red Carpet trilogy. Is there anything? Let's have a look. Let's have a little look. Do you mean Red Curtain? Red Curtain. I don't know what I'm talking about. Red Curtain trilogy. I'm thinking of cake. <laughs> Trilogy is a DVD box set released in 2002 with the first three films directed by Baz Luhrmann. So, yeah, okay. Strictly Ballroom, Romeo and Juliet, and then uh, Moulin Rouge. Romeo and Juliet was 1996. It was indeed. That has just really depressed me because I, I remember watching that quite vividly at like nine years old. And no, I was in high school for me, or secondary school, I'm not American. It was in it's secondary in school for me. Favorite songs. So anyway, we've watched Moulin Rouge. Hugh McGregor, Nicole Kidman, Jim Broadbent. Um, I don't know who plays the Duke. I can't remember. Uh, I, I was looking at his IMDb and I've not known him in anything since. I know he's yeah, saying it. Roxburgh. Roxburgh. Oh, yeah. Richard? Him. I'm going to say Richard Roxburgh because that's, that's his name. Um. Yeah, John Leguizamo as Toulouse, Toulon, Toulouse, 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 the track. Um, and Jacek, is it Jacek? Jacek Coleman is um, the narcoleptic Argentinian who just yeah. falls asleep. You can just, you can just say supporting cast. Supporting cast, a great supporting cast, actually. It's very good. Very good. There's a lot of people involved in that. So um, this is a bit different. To the other musicals we've seen so far. Mm. So they're all modern hits, but obviously Moulin Rouge is set in 1900. So it's that mix of modern hits with that style. And Baz Luhrmann did that again with Great Gatsby. Yes, he had, did, yeah. had it in the 20s, but it was more hip hop and RB artist of today. So do you want to just run through the list of a lot of the songs? Because oh. I imagine I imagine when we talk about it, we'll miss a few songs because a lot bleed in together and mix. Yeah, so you've got Nature Boy at the beginning um, by David Bowie, and then you've got Lady Marmalade, which was a number one, I think, eventually. Yep. 
Christina Aguilera, Pink, um, Maya. Lil Kim. Lil Kim. Um, I'm not sure there's something else, but I can't remember. Uh, Missy um, Elliott was in the Missy video. Missy Elliott was in the video, yeah. I, I don't think she's she not in. She's not in credited. the film version. Yeah, she's not credited in the film version. Um, because we can, 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 um, which is a take on the can, can. Uh, Sparkling Diamonds, Rhythm of the Night, Your Song, which I actually prefer this than Elton John's version. I don't. I do. Children of the Revolution, <laughs> One Day I'll Fly Away, Diamond Dogs, Elephant Love Melody, which is a mashup of oh, so many songs. It's yeah. just amazing. Come it What is. May, um, El Tango de Roxanne, which obviously has Roxanne, which is, is that a sting? Sting and the police, or the police. police, or just the sting. Um, and then the and then Nature Boy at the end, and then there's two original songs throughout. I think I think there's only two original songs in the actual. Oh, I thought it was just one. What? Come what may? Yeah. Apparently, Hindi Sad Diamonds is part original, part mix of something right. else. Okay. So we'll go with one and a half originals. Okay. Yes. Um. But yeah, I I think this this movie is one of the best. It's it's the first musical where I actually um kind of felt like it catered to an audience that was my age, which at yeah. the time was eleven. But <laughs> but like it catered to it. It was a new type of musical. It was the first musical in years that was kind of a new musical, an original, yeah. I say, rather than a remake of a different one. Yeah, because I know we have Chicago coming up and that kind of reinvented musicals mm. and gave us, like, Greatest Showman and High School Musical and all them. But, yeah, I, I think this one gets forgotten because it is the year before. Mm. But surely this is the one that sparks it off a bit more as well. I think so as well, because I think it also allowed people who you didn't know could sing to have a bit of spot like I had no idea that Nicole Kidman could sing before this musical no. um or Ewan McGregor like I'd only seen him in Star Wars and yeah. Chainsporting <laughs> which not the best but, thing to to be watching at 10 but there yeah. you go I didn't see that at 10 I saw a um, lot of worse things but I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah but um I think it did spark it did spark a revolution of musicals. It it is the godfather of the of the modern musical era, I would say. I'll agree with that. I think Baz Luhrmann did a did a lot for it. A lot for that current age. Um, you can see as well other musicals that have come since that have taken inspiration from Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Now, are there many other musicals? that do this where it is like modern hits. Now, the only other one I could think of, but I've not seen it, is Rock of Ages. How yeah. that's not original songs, that's just all like the 80s power bands. Yeah, Rock of Ages. Isn't there also... Um, Sorry, just sprung this question. I think, School of, I think School of Rock has original and obviously it does yeah. do rock songs but yeah I think this and Rock of Asia are the only two that have yeah there, there may be more but just not Lee. to my attention yeah not to my not to my 
immediate knowledge. So yeah, even that is innovative. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying it. I said it last week. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't say it. Stop saying it. Innovative. <laughs> innovative. Well done. It's all right. Anyway, it's, it's, it's like teaching a five-year-old. It's the uh, inception of it all. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised since then there's not been more musicals like that. Now, I know Mamma Mia is all the hits of ABBA and uh, We Will Rock You is all the hits of Queen, but mm. this and Rock of Ages mixes different artists and it's not all about a biopic or... Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, I think that's the difference, isn't it, that it's not a, a standard biopic. Yeah. There are different... And there are different genres of music throughout it is not like it's not just all rock it's not just all pop there's quite a different yeah quite a different and different each variations of them as well they're not just sung the same as what you would know them to be Mm. i've just realized that it doesn't have in here spectacular spectacular Do you well, know when they're you... in the elephant? Yes. What are you reading it on? Wiki? Uh, just normal, just the normal of Google. Um, oh, just normal Google. Yeah. Just know. normal Google. But yeah. I told so you, I'll... use Bing. Bing will. Bing. <laughs> Bing or After Harvest. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a lot of different styles of the song that you might know. And then they'll yep. just add in a little bit of an extra thing or take something out when you're like, oh, that's that's quite catchy. I like that. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, what was I your... Ju- I just thought of another one. Shrek might do that as well, the musical. Oh, yeah. I've not seen it, but I know the singer, I'm a believer. Yes. Anyway, carry on. Anyway. So I made some notes. Okay. The The show. Uh, as I was going through it and I took I asked three questions um so we'll go through them as well I just wanted to say that I can't believe like it's 21 years ago Hugh McGregor and Nicole Kidman have not aged at all no. it's disgusting mm. neither has Jim Broadbent I know and Jim Broadbent's amazing he's just such a good character in this in this film he is he uh Obviously, we watched Cavalry. He reminded me of Joel Grey a little bit. Yeah, but I yeah. think Joel was more expressionistic, but Jim Broadbent is national treasure. National treasure. We love Jim Broadbent. Shout out, Jim Broadbent. Um, hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. So, and I also just wanted to shout out to Le Chocolat, who is played, I can't remember his name now, I did just have it up. Um, but he's also been in like some really hard hitting gritty dramas. Oh. <laughs> and he was in Game of Thrones. So shout out to him. Um, I just love nice. him as a character. I think he's ace. I think how we just constantly save Satine. Yeah. It's just is just one of my favourite humans in the in the uh, in the whole film. So, so yeah. I've got what is your favourite song? What was your favourite scene? And what did you take away from the films was there anything that you learned whilst watching it oh, i didn't realize i was meant to well there's a quiz there's a quiz at the end i should <laughs> know i love a quiz there's so a quiz. famous uh, favorite song and scene are the same thing for me because it's okay 
the weather thing come up day at the end oh. when Ewan McGregor's walking away and she just belts out the song and he turned around. I, I love that bit. I'm gonna cry because it, I just love that. So I love that scene. It was proper one of those where you just feel all your hair stand up. Oh and yeah. Goosebumps everywhere. That is my favourite scene, but my favourite song is your song. My song. Your song, yeah. Your right. your song. Um yeah, I think that's where you really see you and McGregor like just come into his own of the character. Yeah, it, it is because just before that, he's shy, he's timid, he doesn't know what's happening. Like he's got this meeting with her, but she's just been full on for no reason. But yeah. There, there is a reason in her head. And yeah, it's just how he just shakes that off and just starts belting out your song. Yeah, I, mean, I just love that. Um, just wanted to say the camera work in Moulin Rouge is astounding. Like they keep, they have like those little flash forwards yeah. to other, to scenes that are coming. So like, I think there's one point where um, the Duke is holding onto Satine and he, as they lean into kissing she like that it leads to her dying at the end. Yeah. Like it goes to her, her her dying and um there's another bit um with Christian that kind of does a similar thing yeah um which well done Basil Herman <laughs> yeah a lot of uh fast edits in this as well to, yeah I don't know whether it gives you that dizziness of this place is lively and you have to watch everything to keep up yeah with everything that's going on so yeah, yeah, nice fast edits, but not like vomit inducing. Like, oh, mm. that's going on, that's going on, that's going on. So I, I, I like that. I've also got a second favourite scene for another song that as Google has missed off. Google, you rubbish. Um, like a virgin. Yeah, well, I, have I, miss off. I don't know, because that's the best, that's the best scene. Mm. <laughs> it's not the best Jim song. Jim Broadman just Jim Broadman. I love him. Uh, just yeah it just makes me laugh every time whenever I, I've just remembered because when I was watching it on Wednesday um I paused it to to get a drink and it was on that scene and I just sent us sent a picture of it to my sister saying guess the film and they all came back and was like oh my god I can't believe you're watching you're watching that without us I was like yeah <laughs> yeah sorry you're not here so yeah that's our that's our family if we have a sister's night, that's our go-to. Whereas I hear this week, I saw the trailer for Weird Al Yankovic's new film. Oh, yeah. The song in that is Like a Surgeon. Like so a I, Surgeon. <laughs> so I listened to Like a Virgin, like, oh, Weird Al. Crazy, crazy times. So, yeah. Um, oh, and your favourite character? Uh, like I hate him, I love him, but the Duke is probably the favourite. Yeah, just because he is hamming it up so much. I he know, is such a playing that part. You believe him. Everything he does, you believe him, and yeah. how he's just ignorant to a lot of things. And then when he finds out, he's like, "No, this isn't happening. I want you." But he doesn't. I don't understand why he wants her. 
Because mm. obviously at the start, she wants him because of money and get financed and kind of like Liza in Cabaret, want to be this big star. And But I think in the end, the Duke just wants her to spite both of them. Yeah, to spite. Yeah, I think so. I think, like he says, he doesn't like people touching his things. He's bought yeah. her effectively. Um, he's got the deeds to the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And yeah, I think if she doesn't, if she doesn't do what he asks, he can close yeah. them down. He can, he can do whatever he likes because he own, he owns her. Yeah. She's a, she's a courtesan. Like, like I said, he is a supporting character, but when he is on screen, you're there like, he's going to do something evil. Yeah, he is pretty you're just, mesmerizing. You're just waiting for it. Yeah, he's pretty, he's, he's very, very good at being the baddie in this. Very, very good. What um, about yours? I think my favourite character is actually <laughs> to lose the track. Mm. <laughs> I love him. Mm. I also love that they didn't find like it's 2001 these are yeah. the times um we've got a contrast of wizard of oz our last episode of having loads and loads of people dwarfism to this film where they actually needed a person with dwarfism yeah. and didn't hire one <laughs> they just yeah. made him crawl around on his knees for the whole film well, there were scenes where he was jumping i was like well i don't know how he's done that <laughs> it looks real so i just love him so and just i think this was the first time i saw him act like that that actor and then I've seen him in loads of stuff since he's been in loads of things nah, um, he's, al- he's always Luigi to me and yes, Mario <laughs> yeah, I watched that afterwards and saw him as Luigi um and he's been but he's been in loads yeah and I just always think of him as like the sitar at the end Although the you greatest thing you'll you, ever learn <laughs> you know you're not meant to talk about it now why because he's Bruno Oh yeah, he is. See, <laughs> comes into effort. This is why we need the podcast to actually be called. We don't talk about Bruno, but we wouldn't. It turns up in every. About... It turns up in every single flipping episode. <laughs> he is good. We should call it unintentional Bruno. See, <laughs> I think people would. You hear Bruno? I think of Sasha Baron Cohen straight away, rather than Encanto. Oh no, I don't. You see, I do think of Encanto but... Bruno. Or it should be Bruno Fernandez for me, but yeah. Bruno, yes, yeah. So yeah, I love to lose. I also love the narcoleptic Argentinian. I just yeah, I do Nar- think he's ace. Narcolepsy is always good. Always funny, um, unless you have it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, twenty Narco- narcoleptics, um, yeah. out there. Um, I also like at the beginning of the film when you see Christian going towards the Moulin Rouge from the train um which I always thought was filmed in Victoria Station because it looks very similar it doesn't anymore it did in 2001 um yeah there was as in Victoria Manchester as in Manchester (laughs) yeah because of the glass over the top yeah I I understand it um yeah you see the characters play different as ex, as technically extras and like court yeah. like prostitutes and well sex workers sorry yeah. um and people begging on the street and things like that you see like you McGregor you see Nicole Kidman you well, see well that goes back to last week's Wizard of Oz yes how they were playing play 
dual second. characters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's so we all know, we need to link it all together. We somehow. need to <laughs> pass, pass. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I I said that there was lots of things in here that reminded me of other films. So <laughs> John Like a Virgin. It had very, very much be my guest vibes because of all the other characters yeah. moving around and dancing yeah. and things like that. And implementing when, like the yeah, yeah napkins. And yeah, all that. yeah. It was very much like, and I that's the first. It. That's the first time I've probably properly seen that and gone. Yeah. Oh, that, I kind of think that is Beauty and the Beast. Um, and then when the Duke gives Satine the jewels and they open the case, very pretty woman. Except she doesn't snap it back on her hand. Um, yeah, I I do not like if I could get rid of, I know it plays a part, but if I could get rid of that that scene in Roxanne yeah. where them two are together, I would get rid of that whole scene. Like just them two. I'd keep Roxanne, I'd keep all the, the tension around it, but I'd just get rid of the Duke and Satine having any interaction because it just yeah. it does make me go, Ugh. yeah. It, I think it's in there to try and soften you up a bit. Yeah. But yeah, we know, I don't know, she's just swayed by money and fancy mm. things. Well, but she's... Not she's, not as much as uh, Sally Bowles. Satine in this is very headstrong. Once she falls in love, she's in love. Yeah, she knows She knows what she wants. Um, The mix of genres works well. Out. Roxanne is just one of those songs that is it in the middle? Because I feel like it's a middle song. Yeah, it, it is. It's that scene where he's he's waiting for her, mm. uh, Christian, but the Duke has her. And then just after that, that's where Satine becomes ill. Yeah. So after, after that scene, that's when Christian's like, where were you last night? Why are you lying to me or that? Yeah. What question? Yeah. I do cry a lot at this film. I, um, I do. I think the first time I got a bit teary, but not this time. Oh, I could watch that every day. You can still find something new to cry at. Um, what else? Yeah. The, the noise that Ewan McGregor makes at the end of the film when Satine has died in his arms. Well done, Ewan McGregor, for even coming up with that noise for a start and for making it so believable. Yeah, like, you do. You honestly believe. I'm just in all the characters. And then the camera work where it pans up through the 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 roof and the sit about the ceiling, and you have the people like the runners up top helping with the curtain yeah. and stuff, and they're watching what's going on. And then you move up to the top, and then it shows the audience clapping, and then you follow the Duke out the door when he's in the snow and whatever. Yeah. And. It's just a beautiful shot. It is just a gorgeous film. 
I just love it so much. I think this was a really good, I think we've had quite a few happy, mm. like not a star is born, obviously, but um, cabaret, although it's quite sad at times, it is a more happy, go lucky kind of yeah. musical. Um, you know, Sally Bowles is a great, great character. And then you've got The Wizard of Oz, which it's kind of, it's not a musical. I'm sorry, I'm not classing it as a musical anymore. It's not a musical. Um, is quite happy-go-lucky as well. Yes, yeah, mo- most, it is the majority, funny. apart from somewhere over the river, all of them are happier songs. Mm, yeah, they are. And so I think it was quite a, quite a drastic difference to have a song where, you know, somebody dies tragically yeah and has such a you know you really want their no matter how many times I watch this film I always want them to work out and I know she's gonna die it's not gonna change there's no alternate ending yeah but, you, you really get everyone's emotions in every single song yeah there, there's never there's no song in Moulin Rouge there's no scene in Moulin Rouge where I go they were really bored that day <laughs> like, they couldn't be bothered there's nobody turning up for work Everybody yeah, like, in 110%. That scene just after your song, and again when they're rehearsing the play, how they bounce off each other mm. so fast just to decept the Duke. Yeah. But yeah, there's not an ounce of fat on the film because it is edited tightly, shot beautifully. Everything everyone says is to the point. No like plot holes, but well, there might be, but yeah, it's a I don't good think that, streamlined movie. I don't think there are any plot holes in this film. Not like the other musicals that we've seen, not like the other four, where we've been able to pick apart a few of the yeah, plot points. I think it's just a, a simple narrative. Yeah. Done extremely well. I have got here that I do not like the character Nini, you know, who goes, why would she want the penniless white yeah. I meant sitar player. I hate her. Such a if, cow. If I was to say the C word, not, not cow, but the not other C word. She is one of them. She's not a very nice person. No. She, uh, and, and for no reason. Yeah, to be it, honest, it's not she's, like making, in, she's gonna lose a job if he walks yeah. away. It's not like your mouth shut. in show, Showgirls and she wanted to be the head star. We've not seen any of her in, ambition in this. She's yeah. just there to stir the pot. And to be like, yeah, if she was, if there was anything in the plot, see, that's a plot hole. Because why is she a bitch? Um, but if there was anything in the plot beforehand that was like, I want to be, I want to get Satine out of the way. I want the tune. Yeah. I want this role, blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah, I could see. But if Satine and the Duke do go away, and Satine is then an actress like Sarah Bernhardt, then Nini will be the principal character. So she's just sabotaging herself. No, it it makes no sense to her character. She just wants to stir things for no reason whatsoever. She is a silly little sausage. As far as I'm concerned. Um, So... It has got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which is actually really low. No, that's good. Is that good? Yeah, the highest is nine, so 
Yeah. Oh, okay, that's okay. Maybe a point or two more it needs, but for you, for you it's a 10. I understand that. For me, it is an absolute bloody I mean, 10. If you're going to throw IMDB ratings in, we kind of really need to do it for the others. <laughs> I think, oh, did I not do it for the others? I'm sure I did. I think we did cabaret. Well, you're going to have to listen back. <laughs> I will, I will. I need to walk. I need to edit them all anyway. Just uh, talk amongst yourselves. Um, it is also 76% on Mutton Tomatoes. So, the same on both, basically. Mm. 7.76, yeah. Really it good. is. So. Have you uh, ever been to the Moulin Rouge? I've been near it. I've been so. to I've been to the gates of Montmartre, but I've not been in the right. No, I I've been next to the Moulin Rouge. The time I went was during the Euros. Oh, yeah. I came out of the metro, saw the Moulin Rouge to my right, and then just a sea of green shirts in front of me because Ireland were playing that day. Yeah. So yeah, that's my lasting memory. And then that evening sat on a curb. Eating chips, probably looking at the Moulin Rouge. Oh, all right, well, Beckett. Um, so <laughs> I didn't recall fried chicken. No, just it was a nice. <laughs> um, yeah, when I went to the last time I went to Paris, I think I was seventeen. So, um, didn't go to the Moulin Rouge, but we did walk up to Montmartre and have a look through the gates. It was October, so there was nothing really open. Right. <laughs> like, we are not opening today. We're we're all tired. Um yeah, I think the acting, like I said, the acting is just it's just amazing in this film. Like you really get a sense that everybody yeah. was, was fully involved in this project. The uh the one scene I'd cut is where they're having absent. I've had absence and didn't didn't, no. didn't didn't happen. Kyla Minogue didn't turn up, did she not? And Cindy no, just some Czech people. That's why. Yeah, my, it, yeah, it was a bad time. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think there's a, there's a reason pubs are only allowed to sell you one shot of absinthe ever. <laughs> Never allowed more than one shot. Yeah. No, um, and I probably had two or three, don't I? Never again. Never again. I, I, I also thought Kylie was in this film more. She she's in the beginning when the curtains are going and it's like yeah. the musical interlude. And then obviously she turns to Palace Green Fairy. And then I think in the DVD version, she's flying around the credits. Right. That might be where I think I saw. I, I, yeah, I just thought I think this is edited. Up. There's, I mean, also in the credits, it I, said voice of Green Fairy, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> so I, I don't, I can't remember hearing his voice. I don't remember voice. his, I don't remember his voice being no. anywhere near this film. No, I didn't, I was going to rewatch it. If it says Ozzy Osbourne's in it, I believe. <laughs> Do you really believe I, Google? Missed out. Two of the best songs of the whole film. I believe the credits of the film, that's say it. <laughs> Which version did you watch? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
Oh, okay. So we've gone to we've gone to good old Google because why not? Let's have a look. Um, oh, okay. So in the movie, after Hugh McGregor drinks absinthe for the first time, he has a vision of a small emerald spike, which announces, I'm the Green Fairy, and flies about, sprinkling pixie dust and wobbling the hills of alive with the sound of music. The fairy is clearly played by Kyra Minogue, and it sounds like her too. If the vocals came from Ozzy, it had to be sucking down helium. At the very end of the hallucination, however, Kyrie's eyes turn red and she screams. The scream is Ozzy Osbourne. Don't know what, did Kyla Minogue not want to scream? How much did Ozzy Osbourne get paid just to scream? Come on, Baz, I need to know the, the cost of this. So apparently the scream at the vivid, so yeah, Baz Luhrmann said the high clear sound of music in a quasi-operatic style is Kylie, who I have to say has more vocal dexterity than people could ever imagine. The scream at the very end is in fact Ozzy. The story behind that, this is that at one stage I had a much more complicated sequence where the innocent green fairy metamorphoses into its darker demonic alter ego. With the ever helpful Sharon Osborne, we recorded Ozzy doing the sound of music for that sequence, but we ended up cutting it down to just a brief scream. So there uh, we go. I, and that I is an really want to hear Ozzy sing the sound of music. I'm going to credit that. That's, <laughs> an, that's an excerpt from the book, 2006 book, Is Tiny Dancer Really Elton's Little John? Music's Most Enduring Mysteries, Myths and Rumours Revealed, written by Gavin Edwards. So there we go. And I got that okay. off Rule 42. Okay. You need to cite everything. Um, just want to give people their dues, mate. That's fine. What, what kind of juice absent? If so, I'm, I'm not happy. <laughs> no, I don't want I don't want I don't want any absent, thank you. So, did you take anything away from the film? Like, I took away that the greatest thing you can ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. No, as he said it, all you need is love. All you need is love. Please uh, don't start that again. I don't know. I, it is... It is kind of just like Beauty and the Beast. Like, you want to be with someone for them, but there's always some bastard who wants you. What a bastard. And it's always a bloody joke. Yeah. dick. White guy. He looks so different in as a normal, not as the duke. Yeah, he, he's one of those people who would be in a film and is like, I know him from somewhere. And then <laughs> look, like, that's not where I know him from, but yeah. I can see it now. Yeah. I just looked, when I looked him up before, I was just like, this is, he's been in other things that I've watched him and I would never have guessed that he was no, a Duke. He's, he's very, very good. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I'll learn. Just love can conquer all, except except tuberculosis. Yeah, can't conquer. <laughs> you maybe, cannot conquer tuberculosis. Maybe a t TB jab in secondary school. <laughs> yeah, get the garlic press in the arm. Yeah. And then get your, your booster. Yeah. Did I have a booster? Well, you have the garlic press, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I remember to, that one. see that. And then that that's your TB one. But every, I think our school called it the booster because you have an inject... When you have the garlic press, that has TB in it just to make sure that you're not allergic. Yes. Yeah, because I, I seem to remember the booster and then I seem to remember another one just, like, below it. Yeah, so possibly. I, I, don't, I don't know if that was the same day or... 
Is yours still is yours still really raised, your TB? No, it was for ages. I think it's pretty much disappeared. I know I think mine has. Oh no, I can still feel it. I can still feel it, but that's weird. Well, I have the uh glucose sensors oh, on my yeah, arm do, now. So I do inject to that area. So maybe just injecting myself all the time. Mm. It's just like, is that it? Or is that just where another needle's gone? In? Another needle's gone. And another needle. Yeah, I had Stop my booster, booster today and it's like, oh, I'm sorry for jabbing you. It's like, it's all right. I've already had blood taken today. You might as well get it done. Might as well. <laughs> might as well. It's all fun and games. All fun and games. Right. So we said your song is your favourite. Come What May is my favourite. Yeah. It's fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I don't see that changing. I don't see I, that changing. We're viewing the BC of a week. Oh, we that changed. Was, we changed like the flipping wind. Yeah, it's probably changed since then because I can't remember what I said. <laughs> I really should. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should make a list of all our favorite songs and characters. That way, we, we should can see in future episodes if any of the same similar characters pop up and it's like, well, I clearly have a type for liking twat. <laughs> yeah you probably do he's would be our style Gaston's great I think uh, I've just done the number generator for next our next uh, musical I'm guessing 11 no uh, why is it uh, but I don't know if we've already had again I need to make a note of which numbers I've already picked um, it's, no. number fif- it's number 15 let's have a look at the list number 15 is top hat i'm pretty sure i have oh, I, I meant to I think say, it's a gene kelly one is it no it's a uh, fred and like, ginger oh fred and ginger oh god i meant to say before uh moulin rouge it always reminds me of a uh, german lesson because it was end of term and they said right we've got to watch a film who wants to watch moulin rouge and who wants to watch something else and pretty much all the lads are there like I'm not watching that. I'm not watching Moulin Rouge. Oh, bloody so, dare you. I could have watched it earlier in my life, but I waited until I was in my 20s and then said, yeah, it's actually good. <laughs> it's a it's a cracking film. Um, So, yeah, we are going to be watching Top Hat. <laughs> you knew I was going to do that. Um, it's which, been in my head. <laughs> <laughs> which is a Fred and Ginger um, film. One of, I think... Yeah, because I, th- I think we've got swing time in the list as well. Oh, apparently they made nine films. Nine films. The Gay Divorcee, Roberta Top Hat, Follow the Fleet, Swing Time, Shower Dance and Carefree. We don't have swing time. Well, I don't know the other two. I don't know who, what the other two are. Um, but yes. Top Hat. Top Hat. Yeah, I, I'm pretty certain I've watched it. Uh when I was doing the top 500 films. I know I've seen most of the dances. Like? But I've not seen the film. Yeah, if it's a film I'm thinking of, I'll know as soon as I watch it, like, yes, I have seen this. Yeah. But, again, I don't know if it's a musical or just more a dance film. Yeah. Because I know Fred can sing. And he can. Oh, there are eight musical numbers. Well, then. Yeah. Top hat. Top hat. Um, 
we're not going to get through next episode without we're going to have to call it something else <laughs> yeah I, I keep wanting to do a top cat impression but i don't know if top cat sounds like barney from the flintstones it was like possibly hey, hey there officer dribble yeah <laughs> that's all i can hear but that might just be barney no i think it is i think it is like that so I'll go with it you watch top hat i'll watch top cat we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll meet in the middle somewhere yeah coolio okie dokie happy days uh i didn't say but five out of five for cabaret uh if i wasn't cabaret <laughs> i didn't say but five out of five for moulin rouge yes it's a great musical great film just in all around no plot holes no and if you think there are plot holes, just keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah, do not but message either of us on our personal let... accounts because we don't have a podcast account. <laughs> but please let me know all of all the plot holes in other films. <laughs> yeah, we like a plot. That see, there's no podcast figuring out all the plot holes in films. Oh, you could do every single film. Exactly. Like, but you were having a conversation in the car, and now you're in a, a taxi, and you're having the same conversation. What happened? Anyway, that's for another time. Anyway, anywho, anytime. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye then. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.